It is so good to see all of you and so thankful that you're here today and had really appreciate it if you do me a favor and give those that are watching us right now live online a round of applause and welcome them, welcome them into our experience. We appreciate all of you and uh, so thankful that you're here today and I uh, hope that you came with, with an expectant heart ready to receive what God wants to say uh, to you and to really challenge you in some areas that you need to be challenged in and trust me, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little warning up front. You need to buckle your seat belt for what you're about to hear today because my good friend Pastor Shannon O'Dell is here to bring the word of God and he's going to bring it in a way that we need to hear it today on a very very important topic on the subject of marriage and let me just say before I introduce him specifically and have him come bring the message um, I have known Pastor Shannon for a long time um, in fact we were just talking earlier since 1994 is uh, when we first really had the opportunity to do ministry together and get to know one another. And of course, he and his entire family, he and his wife, Cindy, have four amazing children. Uh, they started the church where they uh, are living there in the state of Arkansas. They have four campuses throughout the state of Arkansas. And uh, it's amazing how God has used Pastor Shannon and his wife Cindy to do an incredible work there in the state of Arkansas. Uh, what's incredible is how God has not only used him there, especially in rural um, Arkansas, but also to challenge rural churches all over America. He's very well known and sought after as a conference speaker. He's also an author. And uh, I think the most important thing about Shannon O'Dell is his walk with God, and he lives what he preaches, and most importantly, I think the way you really determine whether or not someone lives what they preach, all you got to do is look at their family, look at their kids, look at the relationships they have with one another. His family is an incredible blessing to our family. Pastor Shannon, some of you have heard him speak. He's no stranger to us here at Rethink Life. He's been here on several occasions. He also happens to serve on our board. He's been a tremendous source of help encouragement. He's given tremendous wisdom. In fact, Michelle and I last night were just talking, sharing our hearts, and it's just so refreshing to be able to hear them speak into our lives, challenge us, and encourage us in ways that are so critically important, and it means the world to us. To be able to have somebody like that, we can pick up the phone and call and just say, hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, we're facing this situation. Or, hey, we've got these decisions to make. What do you advise? How would you go about encouraging us to take these important next steps? And it's incredible to have that kind of wisdom and insight. But one of the things that God has placed on his heart is for family marriage, family ministry, and specifically for marriages. And I don't think anybody can quite deliver the goods when it comes to challenging marriages like Shannon O'Dell can. And we are so excited to have he and his wife, Cindy, join us tonight for our marriage conference, which, by the way, is sold out. And if you didn't get tickets this year, don't worry about it. We'll do it again next year. And this is going to be a staple in our ministry calendar. We're super excited about it. And uh, tonight we're going to have an amazing time with them as they just speak life into us and encourage us in different ways. But you're going to have a sneak peek in what God wants to say uh, through Pastor Shannon to each of our hearts today. So I want to encourage you to do like we always do here at Rethink Life. As Pastor Shannon comes to the stage, you do me a favor and stand to your feet and give him a warm welcome here at Rethink Life. All right. Oh, come on. Keep clapping. Who's jacked up? 
And while you're clapping, can we give honor also to your senior pastor, Pastor Rodney Gage? I am so grateful. And before you take your seat, let me just say this. Uh, as he mentioned, Cindy and I are honored to be able to, to speak in, into uh, the, the life of the body of Christ, capital C Church. And there are very few, very few individuals, especially pastors, that are like Rodney and Michelle Gage. It is, it is so rare. You bet. And, and I mean that. I, I told Rodney, I'm not blowing smoke up anybody's skirt. It is, it is rare, church. It is rare to have vision, to have an all-in heart to reach and grow God's church. I see people that are pastors. I see people who serve in position, but to truly have the passion and desiring God's best. I'm so grateful. Pastor Rodney, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for letting me be here. And as you take your seat, I want to encourage you to turn to the book you were probably studying in your quiet time this morning, the book of Malachi. I know most of us have it memorized, but go ahead and turn there. And um, I, I know that uh, we're going to be dealing with an issue. How many of you are married or want to be someday? Raise your hand. Married or want to be someday? Okay, that's almost all of us here. And if you've been married before, and uh, your, your spouse has gone on. I even know that you love and have joy and, and unbelievable, even as widows, loving the story of marriage, inspiring people with the story of marriage. Marriage is the greatest tool to reach people for the gospel, I believe, with all my heart. A, a red-hot marriage is a reflection of a red-hot walk with Jesus Christ, period. Jesus is a groom. We're his bride. The same reflection is found. You listen, you don't need to go to another Beth Moore conference. Or an, I'm not saying don't go there. I'm just saying you don't need another book. I'm not saying you don't need, you don't need another men's weekend. If you want to get serious about your walk with Jesus Christ, make a huge difference in it. Listen, just be real and be honest and be transparent about your relationship, your marriage. See, because the people closest to you know who the real you is. And also, if you want God's favor and blessing in your life, it comes through your marriage. Matter of fact, look at this passage. Uh, the preacher, Malachi, preaching here to the church. And obviously, in context, there's multiple things he's speaking to the, these individuals who are asking the question, why isn't God speaking to me? Why am I not experiencing God's best? Why am I missing out on anointing and blessing and, and seeing God do what only he's done? And maybe in the past, I remember experiencing this, that, or the other. And here's what uh, the preacher's telling this church, very similar to where America is right now. Some affluency, some, uh, some blessing. Uh, and they're all wondering what's going on. Another thing you do, he says, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep, you wail, because he no longer looks with favor on your offerings or accepts him with pleasure from your hands. And you say, how come? Why? Why am I not experiencing that like I have in the past? Why am I missing out on God's best? And it says, it's because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. You've been unfaithful to her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. If you want to go where God wants to take you, if you want to experience what you desire to experience from God's best, set your marriage up for a huge win by saying yes to God's best in marriage.
If you're single, listen. If you want to find God's person, stay focused on God's purpose. And as you stay focused on God's purpose in marriage, then you're going to be a better person. It is key. Listen, so many people try to make this dichotomy of your walk with God and then this marriage. Listen, it is a complete reflection. It is unanimity. The two become one. The scripture teaches that. And in doing so, your marriage has got to be a production of understanding and a reproduction for those who are desiring to see God's best of the gospel. That's what it is. That's what your marriage is. Matter of fact, the scripture says this, 1 Peter 3, 7, husbands in the same way, be considerate to your wives. In other words, walk in a way that brings honor to your wife. Why? Because it's a spiritual issue. This is a spiritual deal. So that look, nothing will hinder your prayers. I know people who are desiring to see God and want God to do this and want God to do that. And the reality is this, the way you are treating your wife has direct correlation with how God is going to respond to the way you pray. You cannot separate this. You can't pull some God card out and go, you know what, God knows my heart. It's my wife's fault. It's this, that, or the other. No, the truth is this. It's up to us. We got to bring our best. Matter of fact, Hebrews 13, 4 says this. Marriage should be honored by all. Marriage should be honored by all. And I'm not a Greek scholar. I barely passed it in seminary. But can I tell you what the word all means in the original language? It's a powerful, beautiful TVM here. I mean, the tense voice and mood is so powerful. The word all means this. It means all. (laughs) Marriage should be honored by all. I want to give you men, husbands, 10 ways to honor your wife, or men, your future wife. And ladies, I want to give you, I don't know, I've got 10 written down, but I doubt we're going to get 10 of them. I want to give you 10 ways to honor your husband. So if you're going to take notes, believe God for the best for your marriage or your future marriage, I want you just to nod your head and let me know you're in on this. If you're not taking notes, men, let me just tell you what you're telling your wife. You're all right. You're kind of good. Yeah, in other words, fake it. Do something. You know, bloody your finger and write on your knee. Do something. Write some stuff down. It's amazing how we, we want God's best. Just write these things down because it's God's word. Number one is this. Men, you're honoring your wife by, number one, prioritizing Christ. Make Jesus number one in your relationship, period. Bottom line, Jesus should be number one. Your wife should see that you are the pastor of your home. Your walk with Christ is imperative. Prioritize him. Make him number one. And then number two, also in the way you shape your kids. Lead in shaping your kids with Christ as a priority as well. It's amazing to me how we can think to ourselves, we can live like hell and expect the people around us believe we're going to heaven. I encourage you right now, prioritize Jesus, make him number one. Your wife already knows. So if he isn't number one, just tell her. He's been about number 12. We're changing today. Just move if he is 12. And your kids know as well. Your kids know as well. Prioritize Christ. Let your kids know. I spend time with my wife every night, and I spend time with my kids every night letting them know through prayer, which is another point, pray with her, write that down, the ways you can honor her. You need to make sure that you're doing that. And with your kids, let them know and let them see that Jesus is number one. There's nothing greater than my kids getting excited about the things of God. My, my son, my youngest boy, 
KJ, he's a left-handed pitcher. He's a high school pitcher. He's a junior in high school. He's left-handed. And all through um, his, um, especially in elementary school, these coaches, travel coaches would find out he was left-handed, and they're all like, hey, would your son be willing to play on our travel team? And I'm telling you right now, he has a, a left-handed curveball that is absolutely dirty. I mean, it's just, it makes your dad proud. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, that's dirty. I'm talking like, like prostitute dirty. It is dirty. It come across a plate like Gomer. I mean, it is dirty. That was my Bible joke. And, um, and, and these guys would come up and I was like, hey, well, do y'all travel on Sundays? They're like, yeah, we're usually closing the tournament on Sunday. I was like, well, we've made church a priority. Is there any way he could just play on Saturday? You know what's amazing is he still starts. You know what's amazing? You don't have to miss church to be good at what you want to be good at. And here's the thing. You know what else, my kids? I prioritize that they have to do their homework and stuff like that at school, too. Isn't that weird? You know what else? If they want to keep their cell phone, I make them send me a Bible verse every day. Now, here's the thing. Here's the deal. You're like, how many of you want your kids to do their homework? Raise your hand. Isn't it amazing? Why? Because we want public measurement not to embarrass us. But when it comes to private measurement, that being our spiritual life, it's okay whether or not they read the Bible or not. I don't think so. If they don't send their verse, I shut their phone off. It's the greatest thing ever. I go to Verizon app, I hit suspend, and then my wife and I bet $10 on who's going to text us from what phone and what friend's phone they're going to use. Like, why is my phone not working? You know why it's not working? You didn't send me a Bible verse. And then people are like, I can't believe you do that. You're going to run your kids from God. Can I tell you something? Here's what will run your kids from God. Take them to church every Sunday. Never make him a priority Monday through Saturday. That's what will run away. That's why they're not coming back to the church because they don't see it's real. That's also why your wife's wondering whether or not you're going to step up and be a leader. Be a leader. Be like a, a, a David. Matter of fact, I'm going to jump into point number seven. That is this. Tell your wife what you think about her in a good way. I'm not talking about like bad way. I'm saying like, just tell her the reasons you married her. My wife's Barbie. I'm, I'm straight up blonde hair, blue eyes, perfect figure. She looks like dadgum Barbie. And I, I mean, I, she's unbelievable. She, she didn't get Ken. She got Big Ben. But still, she is, I'm married to Barbara. I think she's, um, I love telling her how beautiful she is. And the reality is this. It's not always easy. It's not. Marriage is hell. Now, I was just telling Luke a few minutes ago. I, I, I told Luke, I said, here's the deal. If your marriage is always great, you're not living in reality. A great marriage has huge issues. Why? Because iron sharpens iron. A great marriage is not a faux marriage. It takes it, all kinds of stuff. It's ups and downs and this and that. But during the process, one thing you can do is tell her how much you love her and be a man like King David. Was he a man? How many of you love the story of King David? The scripture says that he was, that he was ruddy. I, I said this before, I'll say it again. Luke, would be a per, Luke Gage would be a perfect picture of David. Fair skin, red hair, reddish pigment. That's exactly what the scripture says David looked like. Exactly. And... Uh, I know this, he killed Goliath. It's, the scripture said he, tear, he would tear lions and bears apart with his bare hands. And that's not Samson. This is King David. You need to read it. It's unbelievable. And when he kills Goliath, all of us men are like, oh, yeah, I love that. You know what I mean? But you know what he did on his way? You know why he even found out Goliath needed his butt whooped? Does anybody remember why? He was the first cheese pizza delivery guy in the history of the word of God. 
It says he went down there and took Jesus. It's like, Bree, smoke cheddar, anybody? Are you serious? And then he grabbed five stones and whipped nine foot, nine inch Goliath. That's the kind of man I'm talking about. You can be a little bit emotional. You can even have a girl's name like me and be a little bit, if you will, sensitive and love on her and still whoop Goliath's butt. Tell her verbally, communicate it. I, I bought some chalkboard mugs and out of seven days I make my wife's coffee at least six and the only reason I wouldn't on the seventh day is because I left the house earlier than her but I take those chalkboard mugs and I write her little notes and I just it isn't long notes I just have chalk and I just write something on there sometimes I draw inappropriate pictures and that's a whole nother story <laughs> I'm actually getting good at that art that is not good but in Song of Solomon, they used to make anatomically shaped raisin cakes. So I was like, what's wrong with drawing some stuff on the coffee mug? I do it every morning. I write something. I tell her I love her. Why? Because you've got to do all that you can to let her know, just like you've got to do all that you can to let God's bride know how important it is. Can I tell you something? You're a part of something special being at this church. Marry it. Marry it. Don't make it conditional in your marriage either. Fight through it. Fight through it. Can I tell you something? Adultery is not the unpardonable sin of your marriage. You can make it through that as well. When's a, you, you committed adultery on your groom, Jesus. And he stayed with you. Tell her, keep going, keep going. Be passionate. Fight for it. Here's another thing you can do, men. Give her your passwords. Every password you have, give it to her. I don't have separate bank accounts. The two become what? The two become what? You need to give her every password you have, every social media password, every iPad password, cell phone password, future passwords. Like, well, yeah, you know, I would, but this is a work phone, and what if she deleted an email? Can I, I, mean, I get every excuse in the book. Who cares if it's a work phone? Listen, the bottom line is this. It's an opportunity for potholes. Dodge the potholes. Get accountability. Let your wife know. In the same way with your banking, people are like, well, we've got separate accounts. I understand separate accounts and separate money and taxes and all that, but she needs to have access to every one of those. Give her everything. Why? The two become one. When my, when my child, or any of my boys, especially were little, I used to play a game called Don't Hit Yourself. You ever ever done that where you just grab your kid's hand and <laughs> this is for DHS, and uh, you just grab them, and this is when they go to school with a bruised eye, you know, and not go to jail, and it was just like, <laughs> you know, I'd hit them, and then KJ would always be like, Dad, quit hitting me. I was like, don't hit yourself. You're hitting your own head. So, you know, I'd hit it. That's exactly what you do. You're just hitting yourself when you're trying to keep something from your wife, when you're trying to keep something secret. You're just slapping yourself because you are her. You're the same person. And, and you've got to recognize that in that oneness, that's where there's greatness. See, the only thing that's holding your marriage back from greatness is secrets. Let them go. Be one. Give her your passwords, and I promise you it'll change your life. I, I deal with marriage. I'm honored to be able to mentor hundreds of marriages. I'm honored to speak to hundreds of couples this year alone. I'm doing uh, seven marriage conferences all over the country between now and September and then doing two more in the late fall. I'm honored to do it. You know what I realized? The majority of those that bomb are checking out some old high school girlfriend or something on some social media platform. And I'm going to say it's almost 51 to 60%. Somewhere in that range. Give her your passwords. Give her your passwords. And can I tell you something? 
that girl gained weight too. So don't be looking her up, all right? Here's another point, all right? Say hi to Jean. Say hi to Jean. Write this down. This is high priority. Say hi to Jean. What's that mean? Get some hygiene, men. Honor your wife by taking care of your body. I remember in the 1980s, you remember this, guys? We used to buy Dracar, the cologne. You remember that? I would drink a bottle of that right now in Jesus' name. That stuff smelled awesome. I think now they sell it at like truck stops, but still, it was awesome. How many of you wore Jacar? How many of you wore green polo? Come on, raise your hand to green polo. Someone has it on right now. I can smell it. It's god-awful. How many of you wear Obsession? You remember Obsession? You're like, oh, yeah, that's for the feminine guys. But still, I, I know, you'd get that stuff, just this guy here. But still, you, you need to, listen, if your wife doesn't like hair on your back, get nair for men. If she doesn't like a beard, shave it. You're like, well, it's just who I am. Don't be who you are. Be who you can be for her. Wear deodorant. If she doesn't like baggy jeans, get tight ones. You think I bought these jeans? No, my wife did. I had to jump off the hotel refrigerator to get in them this morning. It's like, hold them tight. Here I come. I may not be able to get them off. I can still make out with them on. I can tell you stories about that tonight. But still, I encourage you. If your wife doesn't like baggy jeans, get skin tight ones. If she doesn't like those glasses, get contacts. Listen, honor her. It's all through the scripture. Song of Solomon chapter 5 tells men why they don't have intimacy with their wife enough. Song of Solomon chapter 5. You better write this down. Guys like 5, 5. Yeah, here's what it says. It says this. It says that the guy that she was wanting to make out with, it says his, his beard smelt like sage. Oh, come on. I can't even grow a beard. I haven't shaved in four years. You're laughing. I mean, I'm dead serious. I can't. Now, I can grow it on my back and cornrow it, but I cannot <laughs> grow it on my face. It says his beard smelled like sage. It says his body smelled like wood and stone. Stone cologne. It doesn't say stone cologne. I added that, but it does say wood and stone. It says his legs were like marble. It says you could see the muscles underneath his stomach, which would be underneath some cellulite for most of us here. That's the kind of man she wanted. I'm saying this, it's important to take care of yourself. Why? God lives there and she wants the best. I'll tell you this story as fast as I can. Three and a half years ago, I got out of the shower and uh, I've done it since then, but I, the three and a half years ago, I got out of the shower and I was drying off and my wife was in there and she looked at me. She goes, babe, she goes, I think you're made for CrossFit. And, and all I know is there's terrible lighting in our bathroom. I look a lot thinner in other room lighting, but the bathroom lighting is terrible. I changed it all after that. And uh, she goes, I just think you need to work out. I'm going to be honest with you. I was offended. And I was like, work out my butt. She goes, yeah, that too. <laughs> and she goes, I just know you're better than the way you're treating yourself. And I want the best you. She goes, remember when we used to dress up for each other? She goes, remember when we used to just make sure everything was perfect for each other? I'm not saying we're going to be living in that reality, but I want us to do our best as we get older. And I started. I prayed about it for 30 days. I committed. I said, I'm not doing anything unless I commit it to the Lord. Of course, I had to spiritualize it, of course. And for three and a half years, I've been a part of CrossFit. Since September, I've lost 41 pounds. And I don't want anybody to get all, I mean, that's great. You can clap for it. I don't want anybody to say you got to look like Ken and Barbie, but you need to look your best. You know why? She's that important. And Jesus gave his best for his bride. Honor her. 
honor her. Brush your teeth. Use deodorant. Use breath mints. I'm just saying, go to the next level. If you have hair in your ears, it's not supposed to be there. Those trimmers at Walgreens are $4. And I know some of you are sitting there going, oh, he's just trying to be funny. I, if I did it another way, you wouldn't listen to me because I'd be so rude. I know this, God wants our best for our spouse. Marriage is a big, big deal. It's a big deal. You know why so many women find themselves attracted to other men? It's because we're not honoring ourselves so that they'll be drawn mostly to us. It's up to you, men. Lead. Here's a couple more quickly. Touch her. Non-sexual touches. Romantic touches. I'd encourage you to write the word romance down and see who's responsible dead center. It ain't woman. It's romance. Bring the romance. Read Song of Solomon again. I mean, he lined her entire closet with cedar panels. I love that. He got all these lentils and made trails through his house. That is awesome. I've done that as well. I mean, I love I just pedals and rope. Why just on Valentine's? Do it regularly. And if you buy it at Sam's in bulk, it's cheaper. The last thing is this. Date her. I encourage you, date your wife. I love to date my wife. Rodney Michelle, I was so honored they invited us down here. We came down a couple of days early just to go be kids at Disney World. Love it. I love absolutely spending way too much money to experience the atmosphere at Disney. I'm addicted to it. I love it. We went down there, and then they had after hours on Thursday night. We shut the park down and ate it all. I mean, I ate so much food, chased around road rides multiple times. I absolutely love it, and I encourage you to date your spouse. When's the last time you had an intentional date? Not so, hey, look, you want to go eat? No, I mean an intentional date. Put it on the calendar, dressed up, looked your best. Date her. Ecclesiastes 9.9 says this, enjoy life with your wife. I love dating my wife. And we even tell our kids on date nights, go to your room at 9 o'clock, don't come out unless you want to see something freaky. And I'm dead serious. And there's only been one time KJ's been scarred. And uh, I asked his forgiveness and told him to get back in his room. I mean, he's got 18 by 24 feet in there, a connected bathroom, a Wi-Fi, television. Why are you coming out of your room after 9? Get in there. He asked if I wear those shorts often. And that's another story. We'll talk about that tonight. But I encourage you. You're laughing at me. I'm dead serious. You shut your doors, kids. It's date night. It's that important. You know what most kids see is why they don't want to be married. You know why people are kicking so many tires and checking so many people out and sleeping around? It's because they've never seen what consistency in a great marriage looks like with great date nights. You say, well, that's just not who I am, Shannon. That's just not the way I roll. That's how they talk in Arkansas. You know, I just don't really feel like that's it. I'm just not that kind of person. Listen, I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what the Word of God teaches Solomon chased her down. And guess who else chased down his bride? Jesus. He gave everything. And some of us won't even pray with our wives. Scripture says this, to wash your wife with the word. Ephesians 5.25. One translation says to shower her with the word of God. You're the husband. You're the house band, the leader, the protector. 
It's time for us to bring it, men. Ladies, how can you honor your husband? I know you're like, man, you only got three or four minutes. That's all it takes. Can I tell you something? Most men, we don't need a lot of stuff. There's about three of these 10 I'm going to give you. I'm going to try to make a few, uh, go quickly through a few of them. But can I just tell you this? Number one, and, and with great priority, be a full faith woman. Be full of faith, believing God for great things. Proverbs 14 and verse number one says this, ladies, the wise woman builds her house. Be a builder. Be someone who's building vision and building desire and building great things. And it says a foolish one tears hers down with her own hands. That's how powerful you are, ladies. That's something else. It's bring atmospheric pressure, good kind of atmosphere. You're the atmosphere creator. You're, listen, the spiritual doorway is through the wife. It's imperative that you bring and understand that bring honor Bring God's best to your home. You are the atmospheric understanding. Create unbelievable atmosphere. Don't be emotional roller coasters. Be someone who's steady and strong. And, and I encourage you as, as a part of this as well. Uh, next point is this. Keep kids third. God first, then your husband, then your kids. Your kids are a byproduct and a blessing. They are not priority. Don't let your kids dictate your calendar. Let Jesus and let your husband, then the kids. Don't run around chasing your kids all over the place. Can I tell you something? You have 216 months and it's over like that. Don't be someone who's lost when your kids are out of the house. When you're 47 years old like me, be more in love with your wife than ever. And that happens when your kids see that they are not the priority. They are not number one. Jesus is, then your husband, then your kids. Let me give you two more, maybe three, in an expedited fashion. Aretha, your man. Let's number something. Aretha, your man. In other words, respect. Bring it. Bring it. Respect equals automatic love, and love equals automatic respect. When you respect your man, when you submit, support, support the mission of your man, you bring about incredible love, and he can't wait to lead stronger. God wants this role, this issue of respect, it creates unbelievable love. Another point is this, ladies, and that is make problems solvable, not perpetual. Why are we still dealing with the same old stuff? Why do we keep bringing up the same old stuff? You know why? Because we're pedologists. We're dirt studiers. We're constantly studying dirt, old dirt. We just bring it up. Oh, I remember when you told me my butt looked big in those jeans. We need to get over that, move past it, go to the next level. And listen, if you're dealing with the same stuff you dealt with 20 years ago, grow up. Solve those problems because there's more to come and you got to solve those and we approach them with great possibility. And lastly is this, ladies, burn the honey not tonight gown. How many, was anybody a part of an old burning of records back in the day where we had like the old Christians would burn all the old dirty records? Anybody old enough to remember that? Yeah, four or five of us. Here's what you need to do. Get all those Dale Earnhardt number three t-shirts you wear to bed that tell him there's no way tonight. Get them all and burn them. And then go like the Shulamite woman and purchase you some really great stuff and come to bed and honor your husband in the bed. It says the marriage bed should be kept pure. The original design of the garden was nakedness. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, we call our bedroom the Garden of Eden. We'll talk about more about that tonight. And uh, you, you listen, don't, don't shame him by constantly rejecting him with a burn. You need to burn that honey, not tonight gown. 
Can, can I tell you this in all seriousness? You know why most men find themselves attracted to or addicted to pornography? Because every image says, I want you. And every image when they come home says, I want to shame you. First Corinthians chapter seven says this, you're, you're, you're not your own. And it says on rare occasions, say no, but give yourself to your spouse. I exhort you. Not, that's not my word. Don't get mad at me. You'd be like, well, if I gave it to him, he'd want it all the time. What's wrong with that? I mean, what would be wrong with great intimacy regularly in your marriage? What'd be wrong with that? Because I can tell you something. Listen, the enemy will do anything he can to trip your husband up. Why not make you be the focus of his desire next to Jesus? It's honor. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want to ask you a practical question before pastor comes. No one looking around. If some of those areas need to change so you can bring greater honor to your marriage, would you slip your hand up? I've got to make some changes. You can put them right back down. I knew it. I knew it. It's a majority of us. Would you make a commitment? Maybe even if your spouse is seated beside you, just grab their hand. Just grab their hand. And if you're the leader, husbands, you lead in this. Take her hand. Take her hand. She's waiting on you. And then just squeeze his hand, her hand, if you know you're going to commit to make those changes. Father, thank you for the life change that's going to 